0: Welcome to Main Street Banking, a podcast for community bankers, brought to you by the Barrett School of Banking, located in the heart of banking, blues, and barbecue, Memphis, Tennessee. My name is Byron Earnhardt. I'm the Program Director here at Barrett, and it's my pleasure to welcome you to our corner of the banking world and hope that we can make your bank, your staff, and maybe even your day a better one. Okay, today we are back on a Monday morning with uh, with Jim Reber from ICBA Securities. As we said a few weeks ago, Jim's going to be jumping on with us more frequently than his normal quarterly reports because... Right now, there's a lot of economic news going out there uh, in the world for community banks, and when it comes to that uh, type of data, that type of analysis, we we here at Barrett, we look to Jim to to answer that for us. So, Jim, other than being a Monday morning, how you doing today?
1: <laughs> I'm doing fine, uh, Byron, and thank you again for having me. And uh, uh, also, as a as an ongoing disclaimer, I am I am not an economist. I just uh, listen to a lot of them speak and re- repeat uh, some of their some of their thoughts. Right. Well, we, we appreciate
0: you uh, coming on doing this with us uh, when, when the news drops. So Jim, what um, tell us a little bit about the lay of the land on interest rates and balance sheets, what community
1: what community banks are doing right now. Okay, well, uh, perhaps, uh, you know, this PPP program, which has consumed community banks for the last couple of weeks, understandably so, um, perhaps this is um, about to pl- playing playing itself out. Uh, the, the first round has been uh, uh, fully uh, utilized, and uh, we're, we're waiting on Congress to appropriate some more monies, uh, which we certainly hope uh, is going to happen so that these small businesses can uh, can have a, have a lifeline, uh, but now that um, maybe banks are getting back to checking out their their core loan demand and looking to see what their liquidity situation is, uh, you know, it's a different world. Um, loan demand is probably not going to be very good. Um, uh, if you like int- if you like low rates, uh, this is your kind of a market. Um, I mean, we've just got historic numbers uh, all across the board. Um, five-year treasury, the five-year treasury yields under 40 basis points. We're at record low yields, record low costs for for mortgages. Um, Now what that means for a bank that owns mortgage-backed securities is, you know, we've finally gotten these mortgage rates, which are a little bit dislocated for a couple of weeks, now down to levels that there's going to be some refinance activity going on so your mm-hmm. mortgage securities are probably going to be showing some additional cash flow um so get get ready for this uh this this wave of uh, additional liquidity coming your way um now, what are banks doing uh well, if they're compelled to buy bonds uh we really see two. Um, two two pockets of uh, of possible value, and this is all relative, Byron. Mm -hmm. Um, A true floating rate security, one that adjusts pretty darn pretty frequently, meaning every 90 days or even every 30 days, um, is going to have a yield of somewhere in the 80 basis point range. Now, Mm -hmm. remember I said that the five-year treasury yields under, 40 basis points. So you can double a five-year yield by buying a true floating rate security. And if uh, if 80 basis points get you some net spread, then then maybe that's a good defensive play. The other part of value in in a, what a broker-dealer would sell would, would be municipal bonds. Municipal bonds have also dislocated uh, from the rest of the market because hmm. retail investors have, by and large, fled the market. There's been net outflows in, in muni bond funds for six consecutive weeks. And the yields on municipal securities, even those that are investment grade and in in uh you know hi, you know highly liquid and general obligation stuff, you know, they're they're yielding you know well higher than they should on a historic uh, and, and on a uh uh on on a parity basis. So the short and the long literally is, is where we see some value. And again, uh, I say that with, uh, uh, with, with a, a bit of uh, uh, not tongue in cheek, but uh, uh, with a with with note of uh, real, re, re, realization that uh, nothing's going to yield a whole lot right now, but you can right. still buy some net, net spread out of things. Mm. Uh, so the, that's, uh, that's kind of uh, what uh, broker dealers have been offering to community banks now that uh, uh, community banks are getting back to something more of their, their fundamentals. Right.
0: Um, you'd mentioned the PPP, um, uh, wrapping that up and with our, uh, and part two coming, hopefully this week. Um, and I know a lot of our listeners, uh, I wanted to say on here and I think we've said before, I know a lot of them were when that hit, you know, them and their staff, they were in the offices over the weekend, um, mid- burning literally to midnight oil on this and getting the money out to the customers. Um, and I, we can't, as an industry, we, we can't thank y'all enough for that, but tell us a little bit more about how, what the data is showing about how PPP, I guess part one, um, trickled out
1: into the market, and what do we see coming from part two? Well, um, what uh, the, the Fed was a, was uh, slow in producing for community banks is a funding mechanism, which they mm-hmm. did a week ago. They came out with the uh, LF, uh, the lending facility, uh, and it's intended to match fund uh, these PPP, the, the, the loans themselves, same duration terms, 35 basis points cost. And uh, just as importantly, um, the regulators have declared that if you finance a PPP loan with a PPP uh, lending facility advance, uh, this is not going to count against uh bank's leverage. So they literally can, mm. can, can make all that they can get out the door and not worry about uh, running out of capital, which is a wonderful thing. Now what that also is going to probably do though, is make is is ensure that there really isn't a functioning secondary market. We continue to get questions about, Hey, can I sell this guaranteed loan in theory? Yes. In fact, uh, there was an FAQ that came out from the, the the fed um, addressing exactly that and says, yes, you can sell uh, a guaranteed loan. Uh, actually, that wasn't from the Fed. That was from the SBA, Byron. Mm. Um, but uh, if uh, you're, you're making it and can finance it, and it doesn't impact your capital, I don't know why uh, you you would uh, work on selling uh, uh, the guarantee. Especially since the cash flows aren't certain. Mm-hmm. I mean, if there's going right. to be some forgiveness, uh, if there, you know, that's that's yet to be played out. too, um, uh, it, it just seems like a, it, not not a easily saleable uh, asset, even though it's it's guaranteed and zero percent risk weighted, so we think that these loans are going to sit on the uh, bank's balance sheets, uh, complete, totally, completely uh, offset by advances, and uh, have them exist for as long as the, uh, uh, the the small business borrower needs needs the needs the advance and doesn't have it forgiven. Mm
0: um and are you what are we hearing about part and i go this is all speculation what what would a uh, part two look
1: like something similar or would it be yeah it specific? would be very very similar terms it's going to look a lot alike it's just going to be another um um uh, pile of cash that's mm-hmm. going to be available for for the small business person i i've seen some numbers but uh, that's uh yet to be played out and i i would suspect that sometime you know d- during during the week of april 20th uh we're going to we're going to have those numbers uh, defined for us and and the cash flow will start to the spigot turn back on again
0: jim okay. uh, we're looking i was looking over the weekend and uh, this morning on some of the q1 earnings reports for some of the larger banks and there were some movements and understandably so on credit quality and charge offs and provisions um some interesting data there what are you starting to see here in uh, that area in terms of community banks, credit quality, provision, things like that?
1: A little early to tell again, Byron. Uh, it would appear that uh, the, the capital pad that community banks have uh, grudgingly built out over the last decade is, is going to be serving them very well. Um, uh, it, uh, several analysts uh, have, have said just in the last couple of days that community banks are in a good place. They're going to be able to make loans. Uh, you know, the PPP is a good example of them being able to step up and leverage their balance sheets uh, mm-hmm. and and not uh, not miss a beat. Uh, so um, there'll be some earnings uh, pain, but uh, from a ability to operate uh, in a normal uh, ongoing uh, manner, we expect that to certainly be the case. So uh, community banks had their house in order and were. Um, we're financially prepared for, for this, uh, uh, huge disruption. Absolutely. Absolutely. Jim, why don't you tell us what's going on with ICBA securities? Well, uh, community bankers may recall that they've been told that 2020 is the year that LIBOR really starts to sunset itself. Mm-hmm. Um, In three weeks or so, on May 12th, ICBA Securities is going to have a webinar that's titled The End of LIBOR. That sounds (laughs) kind of odious, but uh, uh, it's coming into focus now, uh, this replacement index called SOFR uh, that's becoming more uh, visible of an index. In fact, we have sold some floating rate securities that are based on SOFR. Uh, On May 12th, uh, bankers can dial in and listen to my associates from uh, Vining Sparks explain where we are right now and have some suggestions about how to uh, start moving into the adoption phase. And that uh, would be available for uh, an hour of uh, continuing education credit if anyone is so inclined.
0: Absolutely. And uh, if you'll check with Jim's social media and uh, the Barrett uh, School of Banking social media, uh, we'll be be passing that, promoting that along too as well. I do encourage this. I know that that seems like an an odd topic but it is something it's an important topic and it will um play very heavily into uh your bank's operations so take a listen to that uh get 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 yourself familiar with that and along with it would be
1: an it would be a rare community bank that doesn't have some exposure to LIBOR one Mm. way or another
0: absolutely absolutely well Jim thanks a lot uh for coming coming on today um Hope we have some better things to talk about next time around, but I appreciate, nonetheless, you coming on and, and telling us what's going on uh, and you, your insights on in, in the markets and, and the views that we're hearing. Always appreciate the opportunity, Byron. Thanks, Joe. Well, that's our episode for today. We hope you've enjoyed yourself and learned a little something. If you haven't already, please feel free to subscribe to our podcast and drop us a five-star rating. You can follow us at Barrett Banking on Twitter or Barrett School of Banking on Facebook and LinkedIn, and we even have a new Community Banking Road Trip playlist on Spotify highlighting your favorite songs about your home state. Check that out and feel free to submit your favorite song about your state to add to the playlist. We have an ever-growing slate of classes, seminars, and webinars that are available, and not to mention our industry recognized Graduate School of Banking every May, and we look forward to seeing you at any or all of our events. For more information, check out our website at barrett.ws. And from Memphis, the heart of banking, blues, and barbecue, we'll see y'all next time on Main Street Banking.